post-credit scene. Oh, man. And I, I love that Robert Rodriguez, Dave Filoni, John Favreau all had a meeting with the CEO of Who the F*** Asked. For this <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to the show. Thank you all for joining in, for listening, and everywhere you listen to a podcast, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Our Heart Radio, Google Play, and more. Tonight, we're going to be talking about The Book of Boba Fett, starring Tamara Monerson at Ming-Na Wen, directed by uh, people such as Bryce Dallas Howard, John Favreau, Dave Filoni, with other amazing stars like Danny Trejo, Timothy Oliphant, such amazing names on this project. It's any wonder that it's so middle of the road and also some of the best <laughs> Star Wars we've ever seen scene it's so uneven mm -hmm. so before we get into any of that good stuff let's take a look at who we got tonight uh, we've got the busiest man in showbiz tv's casey that's me we've got doc chris it took me to the finale to realize that the opening theme song was saying boba fett as the words everybody landed that this episode <laughs> wait what no i think they added that they definitely added that because it wasn't like that before because i listen to that song every day are they saying yeah, that, that every get, time pump get motivated song <laughs> Yo, they just they, did Dizzy just gaslight us? And specifically so. me. <laughs> Speaking of pumped and motivated, we got Jay's Mac. <laughs> not pumped, not motivated. I'm just watching the dog in the back of Casey's camera right now. And I'm your host, the back of the Funky Sergio. Guys, so uh, Disney's Star Wars, the book of Boba Fett finale dropped. And oh man, they gave us a, an hour long episode in which it was tying up the story of Boba Fett coming back from the Sarlacc pit through all adversity, rising up from the ashes, being reborn into a world where he's tired of working for Skuckles. He's tired of uh, having stupid people telling him what to do, which is what he tells uh, Fennec Shan, his right hand in Ming-Na Wen. So he decides to take on uh, the, the crime world of Tatooine as its new warlord. And in doing so, he's uh, gotten the ire of the Pikes, a syndicate, a gang, if you will, a cartel, of uh, <laughs> of fish people who are running spice. Basically, you're just you're you know you're better for for any type of drug. You're heroin, you're cocaine, whatever. Uh, on Tatooine, spice must flow. The spice must flow. <laughs> Guys, uh, I'm interested in hearing uh, Casey's take as he's he hasn't been here. So, Casey, uh, what did you think of the show overall leading up to the finale, and then we'll go into the finale. But what's what's been your take of the book of Boba Fett? Boys, I've been a fan of Boba Fett the longest time. He's the most badass Star Wars character ever. He's got like a minute and 30 seconds of screen time. Um, no, obviously Boba Fett is the dopest motherfucker in Star Wars if you've ever read the old expanded universe. The guy goes on, he's hunting bounties, he's doing his thing for 30 years, he becomes the, you know, the Mandalore, like the king of the Mandalorians. There's all stuff roped into his heritage, his, the training of his father, all this stuff, getting in touch with being a clone, training Han's kids to kill each other like it gets wild. The bar for cool Boba Fett in my book is set pretty high. Even if you forget about all the cool stuff from years past, the stuff that's coming out now in the comics and things like that, you see him teaming up with Black Kersantan for the first time. You see him hunting down Luke Skywalker and Ben Kenobi's house like Writers are using Boba and they're they're putting him in scenarios between the films and they're they're really fleshing him out in the sense that he is this ice cold sort of like lawful neutral character operates by a code. He's he's doing it because it's his job. Any, you know, any price, any bidder, that's the ticket. So when this show comes along, my perspective is, all right, 
We got Tamara Morrison in the role. It's not technically his first time playing Boba Fett because we just saw him in The Mandalorian, but it works. It's good. He looks the part. You know, the guy is like 60 years old and Boba Fett's only supposed to be 40, but everybody knows that tattooing makes you age like dog. Here's the thing. When my image of Boba Fett leaving the Sarlacc pit is he tricks the damn thing into squeezing him so his jetpack just shoots him out like old garbage and he's crawling on the sand, dragging himself out of the mouth, collapsing. I'm like, all right, this is this is good. And then the show delivers us with he burns it from the inside. And just as Pat Oswalt predicted years ago on an episode of Parks and Recreation, his hand shoots out of the dirt. Boba Fett lives. I like that they had the nuance with the Tusken Raiders. I think the Sand People have gotten a bad rap for a long time. Can't call them Sand People anymore. They're just the Tuscans or the Gorfa as they were in the expanded universe. It's nice to see that spending time among people native to a planet that he had a life-changing experience on furthered his life-changing experience. I can see the path of his character arc. It doesn't seem forced or unnatural. I get it. We've seen him retrieve his armor. We've seen him retrieve his ship. We see him start to build an empire. Do we need four episodes to do this? I ask you, right? And I know that you guys cover this and you your previous reviews of the past two episodes, since they're very Mandalorian centric and way better than all the other episodes that have come before. I think we're certainly in consensus there. To me, you could have started Mandalorian season three with Book of Boba episode five. You fill in a little bit where it's like he he talks to Fennec Shand at the end of the episode. Fine. Episode six, he talks to Boba Fett and he's all like, I'm getting an army together. I'm, I'm working and I'm I'm trying to make an assemblage. We're going to free Tatooine from from the Pike Syndicate. It's like, all right, I'm up to speed. Good. We're here. We're, we're in the moment behind the scenes. Boba's been getting all his crap together. It took us too long to get to the point where you could take episode five, episode six, episode seven release it as like a Mandalorian special, like just Mandalorian colon the Boba Fett Chronicles. You know, you do it all in one shot because what is it? It's it's literally this episode was an hour straight, which was awesome. Um, but the past two were what, like 45? You, you mash that up together. You do a couple selective cuts here and there for for the pacing and the flow. And then, and then we got a stew going, baby. <laughs> no carl weathers in this season though shame i i think it suffers from a little bit of seasonal bloat i do um because these last three just hit after hit after hit after hit everything i wanted to see overall i, I like it what would i rank the season six out of ten pretty fair totally serviceable pretty fair um, and just like the other guys uh chris what would you rate the season overall uh, I'm right with you, Casey. Six out. Of, I thought about this. I was like six out of ten. It was just very meh. Like, did I dislike it? No, but it was. I we've talked all along about the editing issues that they had um, all together. Um, my wife had the best take I've ever. As soon as we finished that finale, she goes, "This should have been a movie. Like, this should have been a two-hour movie." Yeah, and <laughs> that and it would have been better. And we talked about how there was just so much filler. Like the whole the first three episodes could have been twenty minute a twenty minute montage, and then it would have just been a much tighter, better season. But I almost yeah, you wonder know, if, you, if you could have done one episode that was just him with the Tuscans, no yeah. flashback, chronological order from he's out Absolutely. of the Starlac through the Tuscan. You cut 
where he met the Mandalorian, and here we are. That's literally Casey. You took the words out of my mouth from like three episodes ago. I that's literally what, said the same thing. That's, that's, that's <laughs> what Chris I, has been saying this whole time. Just it's keep, not, keep it tight. It's keep not it a completely same. unreasonable take. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. It's, uh, what we saw is not bad. It's just weirdly paced. The whole issues with all the issues that we have is with pacing. There's yeah. just a lot of time wasted in this in this series so far. You know what I mean? Like even going back to Grogu and having Luke teach him how to f- jump and stuff like that. Yeah, it was cute. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was expecting him to go crazy, um, you know, during the Rancor scene in this in this episode, right? And you don't you don't get it. Like, why did they show that if they weren't going to allude to him topping around like crazy ass Yoda in the Phantom Menace? You know, so I'm like, we do get the first canonical appearance of the Force hug. <laughs> <laughs> no, shit, right? True. Uh, Jay, what would you rate this series overall? I mean, six point nine out of ten because I'm childish, but no, it gets a D minus nice. for real. You know, nice. <laughs> true, true, absolutely. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, I, I think I think I'm on board with that with the, the sixes because I, I don't think it's bad, right? I wouldn't throw the whole thing away. I, I see some people oh. being really reactionary talking about why did we even get this whole thing? It's just it's just a fun Star Wars story. Yes, you, you know, and 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 I agree with uh, our boy uh, Alex Tomei where they're just like you know, the Star Wars is a galaxy, right? It's a galaxy of stories, but they keep giving us the same legacy characters the same people and i've always said it feels like not a galaxy far far away but a neighborhood far far away i mean you've had stuff yeah. even in this series where you know like uh like in, in the mandalorian where he went up against you know the republic uh you know like like fighters in their in their x-wings and then in this series here's uh <laughs> it's the same guys again in their x-wings i'm like how how that wasn't an, on an ice planet in a different part of the galaxy now we're over on the outer rim in tattooing <laughs> so i'm just like okay it continues to be the neighborhood far, far away, not the galaxy, you know. But uh, I, I do think it's interesting that they give us a badass Boba Fett in The Mandalorian. We're like, damn, he's back and he's rocking it, baby. I mean. Yeah, and he's boring in this. And in this one, he's he's boring. He's soft. I mean, the other characters around him are more interesting. You've, you've got uh, Fennec Shan killing it by Ming-Na Wen. You've got Black Chrysanthemum, even though he was underutilized. Um, you know, you got Timothy Oliphant as his Cobb Vance. I think he's he's Coming a fan as well. All you know, nice. and uh, you know, you've got you know some fan favors coming in out of nowhere thanks to Dave Filoni and uh, Cad mm-hmm. Bane. Who man, he really stole the show in that episode. Yeah, Fans went he's- nuts. I'm gonna make one suggestion of an edit that would make the whole thing way better. Oh. What if this wasn't the book of Boba, Boba Fett, but it was literally just Cobb Vance? Like, what if, like, Cobb Vanth came in and was like, I want to stop the spice flowing from here? Like, I think that the problem with the show is the fact that it is Boba Fett. So Boba, they put him in a weird scenario that, like, we, we love Boba Fett because he's a bounty hunter, right? We want to see him hunt some bounties. And what do we get? No bounty hunting. He's, uh, like, the yeah. show was promised and, and marketed as if it was some mob movie. But, like, what it gets at the end is, like, a spaghetti western. So, like, why... Why did they bother doing that? I think the show would have worked better if it was just someone else. And in this case, I think Cobb Vanth just being a guy that is are hanging around Moss Espa and wants to make it better and decides to take over with like a small ragtag group of guys. That's a better show because literally no one ex- sheriff right against the world. <laughs> and that's what that's like what this seemed like it was playing off. But like he's not a sheriff; he's a bounty hunter. So why is he not just like kicking ass the whole time? Right. Yeah. You want a fun piece of trivia? You're going to love Go this. For it. You ready for this? Up until this episode, Peli Motto shot her blaster more times than Boba Fett. No way. Amy Sedaris. What? Is that correct? 
she's shot she's shot more time shooting at that rat than boba fett shot his classic carbine <laughs> okay <laughs> Amy Sedaris. Oh Amy my god. Sedaris. That that character. I, I see that character. It's like John Favreau like doing a fr- like a favor to an old friend. It's like, yeah, you need some work. Uh, yeah. you know, Strange with Candace a long time ago. I don't know where else. Yeah, why don't you be this quirky character that seems too She's modern? Fun. I mean, to me, she seems too modern. Like like uh, one of the last episodes where when when Mando, and I, I really liked this episode where Mando appeared and he was like, Hey, uh, I got your message. You have a replacement for me for the Razor Crest. And she was like, Yeah. And then we see an N1 Naboo Starfighter, which is awesome. But when he walks over, she was like, Hey, you got the cash? I'm like, cash this this is star wars what we, yeah, we, we we've got credits we've got calamari flan what, what are we talking about <laughs> hey, 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 hey you got the cat i'm like john fran was just rolling around having his friend like up, up on set oh that was, that was funny hey, mr darius you're great no changes to that whatsoever meanwhile like someone in production is just like um i know I'm, i was just hired here at lucasfilm but she said cash that's not a thing here dave filoni went to the back and punched a wall <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy but, yeah, they, uh, they put a burlap sack over that guy's head that asked that question by the way and then threw him into yeah, a like, shut up we're just having fun on. here we can do whatever we want we can do whatever we want <laughs> so you got in, Disney money. In, in this finale we have this uh this western type showdown with the uh with the cartel here with the uh the fish people right and a part of that plan is uh, Boba's troops being set up all around, um, you know, different parts of Tatooine here and all the different uh, crime mobs. <laughs> and it's so funny how Fennec was talking about, all right, so here's the plan. Here's what we got to do. I'm like, okay, this is like Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> you know, it's like, all right, we're going to have yeah. uh, Black Chrysanthemum over here, the Vespa gang over here, the Gamoran guards over here. And I'm just like, wait, everyone's standing out in the open. What? <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. what? The best part is not a single person. In Boba Fett's crew is conspicuous looking. Yeah. No. I have two pigmen, a black Wookiee, and a bunch of Technicolor Power Rangers scooter fanatics. <laughs> Yo, okay. Real, real quick, Not by the way. One of them. Yeah. Is discreet. Not the, one of them. The Gamorans, when they got pushed off the thing, by the way, I laughed so hard. Same. I was like, that was very funny. <laughs> That's Man, it. Man, they got the short end of the stick. They that, really did. They did. It was ridiculous. But, uh, I mean, I just love reading the subtitles, and it's like pig squeals in terror. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you got it. Yeah, and, uh, and yeah, that's like a, like a, a part of the critique, the critique about the show, right? It's just like they they make some very interesting decisions that give us some of the best Star Wars that have ever stars. I mean, the whole Luke stuff. I mean, we talked about it in in our last review where they hired uh, Shamook, the YouTuber who um, specializes in deep fix and how when the Mandalorian season uh, ended and they had Luke in that amazing scene at the end, you know, he was like, all right, that looked okay, but let me work my magic. And it looked even more amazing. Lucasfilm hired him and you see his work here when we go to this planet and we see him training Grogu. Uh, Casey, what was your your reaction like seeing that whole thing? I think it's great. Um, I think, though, outside of, you know, the the world I'm seeing on my screen, the idea of CGI Luke terrifies me. Um, You know, this has been discussed to end from entertainment podcasts to, you know, like people who actually do sound editing for a living. You have a stunt actor play the body. You have specialists who are so skilled at CGI who could completely replace his face. And the thing that scared the crap out of me, which I didn't find out until, you know, like everybody else, Hamill does not actually do a voice for this. His entire speech pattern and the Mm -hmm. reason why his delivery is sort of understated and flat is because it's coming from an AI 
generated library of every sound he's ever made. We're talking audiobooks, yeah. other film. It's it's so scary. <laughs> it's it's like yeah, yeah. It, it's an engineering you know? marvel. And uh, Adobe actually had something like that uh, a couple years ago, where yeah. they they showcased it at a at an event where like they took someone's like like a uh, voicemail, took Obama's voice. Yeah, yeah, and like they they made yeah. him like talk and do different things, but it's it's incredible mm. the way, way the technology has come through because like those scenes were were incredible. So we have this plan where where Boba has to like stand off against uh, against the Pikes, and he talks about how they need to be in in Jabba's palace, right? Because that's like you know that's their fortress. That's like you the know most defensible position. Yeah, that's like that's a Tamsith. It's you know it's 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 Ms. Minas Tirith. You know it's the fort, but they find themselves in the blown up cantina. <laughs> And man, it was like, hey, man, I'm gonna ride out with you no, no matter what, dude. You know, I, I promised you. You know, it's you know, but bad boys for life. He's like, all right, cool. It's gonna make for I'm a your, sweet. I'm your ride or die bitch, Bobo. Yeah. <laughs> the, reason, the reason why they they hunkered down in that spot anyway it was so stupid, though, right? Because the 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 little biker gang's like, because this is our plan, and we this we don't want to go anywhere else. Nobody's gonna betray us at all, and then you know, fucking, they get curse your son, but inevitable betrayal. Yeah, <laughs> stupid asshole, Boba. You don't deserve any of this. Come on, man. yeah. And, and, and the whole time, Bozo. you know, Boba's just agreeing and going along with whatever plan someone else comes up with. He's not doing like all this stuff himself. You know, I, I was seeing some uh, some chatter on on the Twitter sphere where people were like, "This episode was great. I mean, it, it has everything that we needed. It was wonderful." Why are people complaining? It's like, well, because we wanted Boba to be a badass. We want him to be the leader. You know, and part of leadership, yeah, is listening to your counsel. But I feel like people were making the decisions for a Boba. Like Fennec Shan was telling him to do everything. <laughs> yeah, I thought she was going to betray him, by the way. I, I, I wanted that. I wanted her to mm. betray him because she was harder than he was. He was soft. All right. He was soft he, as baby she was food. Also, she was also and, a and killer, too. And now she's all soft, you, too. Uh, are you drinking out of those black melon dumb dumb idiot juice? Huh? <laughs> 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 Yo, when 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 Cad Bane showed up, he was like, "I know how to draw up Boba Fett," and he just showed up and he was like, "Hey, get out of here, Boba!" She's like, mm, "It's you." <laughs> <laughs> like, well, what kind of a play? Like, who's is it? Was was Robert Rodriguez writing this by himself, or or or, or like did they, like did uh, John Favreau write the treatment, and each director has to come up with their own thing? Because some of the episodes were great. Bryce Dallas Howard's episode was great. Dave Filoni's yeah. knocked it out of the park, killing it. So I wonder if he writes a treatment he's like all right directors it's up to you to kind of like think about it because like the robert rodriguez had the two just worst crustiest episodes uh on the planet bro i mean it, yo i know you're, you're a star wars fan robert rodriguez but i i don't think don't like, do it again yeah i don't think star wars is for you and it's not to say he shouldn't be being this here you know yeah it's just like okay we've, we've all been to restaurants even some of our favorite restaurants where we've had good food we've had like mediocre food but you know it, it, we, we still come back to it and and the person cooking the mediocre food was a chef who came in maybe not as good as a chef that cooks you normal stuff maybe they're not a michelin star but you're like all right and that, that maybe that chef is only good at cooking spooky food you know exactly yeah that's robert yeah. rodriguez you know not to say the man's <laughs> bad at cooking but he's not that great at cooking star wars i'm just i'm right. just saying i think it's just i think it's just the fact that it was the length of the whole thing because really this wasn't like one long it, it, it didn't feel like one long season it felt like maybe like three or four short little sections because like so the finale of this right one this is one of the things that that bugs me and i, I like i thought that the finale was very uh, underwhelming for one main reason is it like with the Manda the Mandalorian season two finale, that felt like it was like two seasons worth of payoff, right? Or yeah. even just one season worth of payoff. 
with this finale, it felt like it was like two episodes worth of payoff, but we had six other episodes before that. Cause, but like we talked about all the flashback stuff with like the Tuscan Raiders. Great. They introduced them at the beginning, but then that got resolved. It never tied into the, the big never finale. It never carried through. It basically like once, once Boba got slave one back his ship, like that was it. Like that whole it thing was resolved. And then they kind of tried to bring it back in because it's like, all right, first couple episodes, Boba's hanging out with the Tuscans. Tuscans get killed probably by this speeder bike gang. Boba kills the speeder bike gang. Bingo, bango, bongo. The world is saved. And then Cad Bane's like, so the Pike Syndicate killed the Tuscans, eh? Does Boba Fett know that? And it's like, no, it's it like matter. The problem is, it didn't Boba matter. Doesn't yeah. even kill yeah. him. Yeah. him at the end. end. Anyway, it's like, hey, Boba. Yeah, what was that about? Like, Cad Bane's just like, do you, you think that it was really time when it was the Pikes? What, what does he like... have to gain? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but, but it didn't matter. Like, he already was pissed that the Pikes were there yeah. and that, like, they were screwing him over. So it's, again, that's the problem with the majority of the show. Like, why are you introducing this thing that's not going to pay off later and we're just wasting time, screen time on it? And it right. was the whole time, the ha- first half of the show is, okay, get to the point. And then that's why, Casey, you're right. The show should have started off halfway through it. Right. Yeah, and Chris, I agree. Uh, this had a lot of content. There was there's a lot of things g- going on here, and uh, let's let's talk about the actual throwdown, the battle here. So, so everything goes to crap. It, it goes to shit, right? Because all of the the crime families there in Tatooine just they disagreed with with Boba Fett. They sided with the Pikes. They're like, yeah, you know, at first, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna meet up with you, Boba, and agree that we're all gonna be neutral. But we're actually not. We're actually on the payroll. <laughs> we're on the Pikes, you soft boy. <laughs> we can't trust this guy. He's not a real leader. Like, like if, if it was Fennec Shed, <laughs> but it's Boba Fett, so whatever, man. We're gonna run over this guy. Like discarded no no respect whatsoever. So the throwdown happens, right? They all coordinate an attack, right? We we cut over to 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 the uh the to the starport where the Gamorrean guards are going down. We cut over to Black Chrysanthemum, who all the trained oceans like, it's payback time, baby. <laughs> you Wookiee motherfucker, it's like <laughs> <laughs> We're all getting a pelt tonight, boy. <laughs> For real, though. <laughs> so crazy. And then you cut over to the, the Vesper gang, who, who was I call the uh, the Starbucks employees on their first uh, onto their first Comic Con. Yeah, <laughs> dude, they're like Starbucks employees on their underway wow. to their first Comic Con whatsoever. They're like, oh, this is great. I'm doing a Mass Effect character. Like, dude, like Greg, you were supposed to do Star Wars. Well, I thought we were doing Mass Effect. Uh, I thought we were doing Blade Runner 2049. 2040- no, we're doing Star Wars, uh, but whatever. I it- thought I was supposed to be a furry. <laughs> oh, no, you got 80s sci-fi and my 70s sci-fi. <laughs> Alita shitty battle angel. Yeah, yeah, it's like all of these crappy <laughs> cosplays in one, and the leader's just like, we're supposed to do Star Wars. None of you look like it. Oh, by the way, uh, uh, I-, I got our bikes. What is, 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 is that from Luca, the, the Pixar movie with the colorful Vespas <laughs> in Italy? What are you doing? Is that from the Fifth Element? Yeah, I mean, it's it's Star Wars, right? Like, we're, see, we're- You just see Robert Rodriguez talking to John Favreau. He's like, okay, and I'm going to end the episode with a low-speed chase. Sorry, yeah, a, a high speed chase. Yeah, that's great through the through the streets of Tatooine on swoop bikes and stuff. No, 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 low speed chase through the streets of Montesma <laughs> on scooters. <laughs> on scooters, yeah. Oh my god! And he's just okay. like, sure, it's your episode, man. I'm sure it's fine. I trust you. It comes out, and he's just like, hmm, I need to rethink my relationship with Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> He's no longer invited to the Bryce, the Bryce, come here. We need you to bring the Mando Right? When I heard Robert Rodriguez doing this last episode, I was like, this thing's going to be crusty. Oh, my God. But, uh, Hi, I'm the Mandalorian. <laughs> the Book of Boba Fett does not have enough credibility, so it's borrowing some of mine. <laughs> 
it's 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 as if it's such a weird direction, right? It's such an uneven show. We have all, all like the, the soft Boba Fett stuff, and then Mando comes in and gives us like the best Star Wars, the best Star Wars TV. It's but like, it's not even see the difference is that we know it's not like a course correction because there's as far as we know, we didn't hear anything about production delays, anything right. like that from the start. It apparently their intention was always this. do four episodes of Boba Fett. Slide the Mandalorian in there for the finale. Everybody's happy. Like, boom. I know. This is what they got with no fuck-ups. mixed bag. They had Definitely a mixed bag. <laughs> what, what did you guys think of uh, of the battle raging on here? We got a, a bunch of stuff going on. But but the, but the biggest thing was the, uh, the I think they're called like 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 Scorpinox, Scorpion Tanks. We got big-ass droidicons. I was like, Scorpo, yeah, Scorpo droids. Yeah, I was just like, dude, what in a Terminator is this? <laughs> Talk about that was Judgment such Day, a dude. lazy battle, right? There was a certain point where they got they all got held up behind the tank that um, the people from Freetown showed up in, right? Yeah. Um, they all got held up. And you just see Mando and Boba just both like, like just firing with one hand like, not even looking like at their targets and stuff like that. I'm like, yo, this is so lazy. I was like, I think, they just, I think they just fucking gave up. I was like, this is the best shit ever. That was really funny for me. But I can imagine that a lot of people are very angry at how dumb that looked. It was just so, it was just so lazily put together, man. It hurt my feelings a little bit. Um, but not really. Yeah, especially when you have the you know guys like like Black Chrysanthemum. I mean, they didn't really show him being you know like the gladiator who once was. We get a couple different shots with him, and he starts stumbling back to Boba Fett. With, oh my with, god! With, like, with some the, really bad, cheap looking like bad, the foot and the fake broken ankle. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this Muppet foot? What is his Muppet foot? Muppet he's got foot, dude. Dragging behind him. <laughs> can we <laughs> use that as something dumb now? Can we? Can we just use the term Muppet foot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do foot. think the, uh, the the big droids uh, they uh, CG wise they look pretty good they they, they had a really big threat but I it's it's I agree with you it's kind of in my opinion it's kind of a cheap cop out right to have oh we need like a big threat thing no I, I would rather the threat have been Cad Bane show up like right away so he's fighting against Boba uh, Mando should have had someone else's account you all should have had a counterpart well, in a fight yeah. and that's what everyone was predicting for this everyone kept saying yeah. this episode would have been the Avengers Endgame of this Star Wars universe. You have a whole bunch of people come in here, maybe the Skywalker, maybe Ahsoka Tano, like people where we're saying stuff like, okay, what if Grogu picks the 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 armor, okay, and then Luke has to bring him back, and right. then that doesn't really happen. I mean, he send, Luke sends R2 on a school bus to Shepard. <laughs> like, Dude, my, my mouth dropped open when I, I was like, oh, it's the X-Wing, Luke's coming, what the hell? And then it's just, it's R2 nope. and Grogu. I'm like, a school bus? <laughs> what? It was fine. I was all right with it. It just it shows up. It, at least R two was there, and it wasn't like the ship flew itself. But like, I mean, basically the ship flew itself. It was, you know. <laughs> oh, hey, Grogu know. knows that lady. He's fine. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, He's yeah, it was fine. it was fine. It wasn't it wasn't great. Let me put it this: I didn't necessarily bump on it, but I wasn't like super stoked on it. Gotcha, uh, Chris. What do you think about uh, the end battle? There's a lot going on there. Talk about uh, maybe some moments to stand out for you and what you thought about it. Yeah, I also thought it was weird that, like, one, everyone cowers behind this tank thing, despite the fact that an army is bearing down on them. Like, why aren't you spreading out? Why are you all moving to the same area when clearly they're all coming from this one area, like, this one corridor? And there's plenty of room to go left and right, but whatever. Let's all just gather up at the place that everyone's shooting. Uh, I I thought that was weird. And the same thing when everyone ran away from the tanks. Like, those tanks, they were powerful, but they weren't that great at moving. But everyone just runs in the same direction. 
instead of splitting up down any of the many corridors that were not in the direct firing path. Um, (laughs) Whatever. I I liked, I actually did like the big tank things. It was cool because it was like, it's a nod to obviously like the droids goes in the back, but like seemed more updated. And we know that the big thing about the Pikes is that they have all the money in the world. And this is how they decided to spend their money on it. Um, I also don't know why it was just like an army of Pikes and not just an army of like other mercenaries of like different races that they pulled in. Again, uh, we thought that there was going to be tons of different bounty hunters. Yeah. I I thought that there was going to be like, they were going to hire a bunch of bounty hunters to show up. Um, You know what would have really been great? Go for you it. get all the guys from the bridge of the Executor and Empire Strikes Back. That's what you I thought Thoth. they were going to have. You get Dangar. You I, get IG-88. You get Forlom. You get Zuckus. The Woiks. The Woiks! I thought they were going to have a Moff Gideon kind of situation where he unleashes this crazy-ass howitzer on them again, you know? And it's going to be <laughs> like... And then they showed these, and I was like, okay, kind of kind of sure. the same, I guess. And, and you know yeah. what's funny? Like, that's... Casey, that's what, uh, uh, what, what, what all the fans were kind of screaming for, that flavor. And, Jay, I agree with you, too. Like, I thought they were going to have some other force come into... Because the thing about the Pikes have money. They've been moving these these drugs, this, this spice, you know, and they have a huge reach. So I thought they would have brought in those other bounty hunters. They brought in that, some of, like, former Empire with, like, you know, that... Uh, I think it's yeah. called the E-Web, that, 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 that Howitzer, like, Gatling gun thing. I thought yeah. everyone was, was predicting this. I mean, and it, it would have been dope if they had, you know, like, the, the, the real... The IG, uh, you know, IG eighty eight and Bosk and some of these other things, and maybe even you know uh, some hired like 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 force user or something like that. Maybe some like Sith we don't know about, or, or just some lightsaber There's, user or vibro user or a litany of people they could have chosen. Cadban was on it. I'm glad he's there. Um, he could have been Sting. Lethal. I mean, apparently she's dead as of Solo, but I mean, I'm sure she survived worse. In Legend, she used to be a Jedi Padawan, so like whatever. But like her, you could get Quinlan Voss. He's the mm-hmm. cool Kifar Jedi who's like always on the run. He's always doing shady shit. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know if Asajj Ventress is dead. I'm pretty sure she dies in the Quinlan Voss book, but like she could come back. There's a ton of formative people in Boba's life that if you want to draw the line between where he is now and where he was then. You could have roped him in. We get a ton of this like super great dialogue between Cad Bane and Boba in their final confrontation. Where he's like, you're just like your father, a killer. You know, it, I'm like, I love this. You know, we see Boba's got like a little Django pistol now. Like, that's cool. Like, can we talk about this? Like, where's this? I, so I, uh, I, I bumped on the Cad Bane thing. Like, I was super pumped when he showed up last episode. My problem is that like, the whole arc of this felt like we didn't have one consistent bad guy. Right. Like at first it was, so the Tuscans come in and it's like, all right, well then we have these pikes, but then, okay, well maybe they're not that bad. Yeah. And then, okay, well now we know the pikes, you know, killed them. Maybe it's the hut people. Okay. Well now it's not the huts. Well, it's the mayor now, but then like the mayor is in like an episode, but then disappears. And then we get the whole Mando stuff. And then all of a sudden Cad Bane's in there. It's yeah. like, there was never one consistent force to fight the whole time, like kind of the mayor, but really it was the Pikes. And then the Pikes hired Cad Bane. It, it was just like, it was too much all over the place and not enough consistency. And I was pumped for Cad Bane there, man. I was, I, I just wanted more like, yeah, I thought he was underused. He just kind of did standoffs and then left. Dude, so this whole series tank needed to be three? placed on a Bacta tank. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more Broken. flashbacks. True. It's great. Yeah, I'd love to see it. 
Um, it's weird because having, you know, just finished Hawkeye like a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. or I guess. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. Um, and the whole thing, we're like, oh, Kingpin's in our last two episodes. And this one's like, oh, Cad Bane's in our last two episodes. Same thing. I thought the and same they thing. they use him and they kill him. And it's like, why bring him back if you're just right. going to dump him in the Why garbage? do anything? Why Why did they do why anything? Why make a Star Wars television show? <laughs> I asked you. <laughs> but if Cad Bane was there the whole time, like from the beginning to the end, it would have felt it would have felt more satisfying. Like, I just think I a agree. lot of what we saw wasn't as it didn't hit the way that they wanted it to hit. Um, I, I but, agree. Yeah, I, I think Kevin Cadbain there from the beginning w- would have built up that uh, that nemesis, right? Like that thing that's, that's right. lurking around. Like having him there as a presence w- w- would have given the show a different vibe, and it wouldn't have they wouldn't have to rely on using you know Dinjar and the Mandalorian to, to to fill in some time <laughs> and some space. You know, obviously yeah. it's like an ad for hey, the Mandalorian is coming up. You know, because the whole thing with like Gina Carano, people were like, wait a minute, weren't we supposed to get the Mandalorian this year? But we're we getting Boba Fett, so I think that was just like an advertisement for that. But uh, I want to kick something to you guys. So. So I see a lot of chatter on social media, right, about how people have too much expectation for the, these kind of shows or like Star Wars shows in particular. And there seems to be a conversation being had that as Star Wars fans, we shouldn't really just like critique Star Wars. We should just like what they're giving us and just be thankful for it because what we're getting is good. And it's our fault that we're creating theories that are our own stories that aren't coming to life. And we're mad at what we're getting because the theories and storylines that we're making up isn't what's actually happening up on screen. But I I put it that, you know, that's part of being a, a fan of anything. You know, Harry Potter, yeah. Star Wars, DC, or whatever. I mean, why not come up with theories? Well, why not think of your storylines? And also, you know, I'm going to ask you guys a question. And also, how is that us fans are coming up with better storylines and suggestions and things than the actual creators who are being paid way more than any of us to, you know, to think, well, maybe not Jay, but maybe any of us to, uh, to, to, you know, to come up with these stories and all this stuff. So, so I want to kick it to you guys. I'm going to start off with, uh, with, with Jay here. So the question is, should we, moving forward, just stop thinking of theories and thinking of stories and just take what they're giving us and just be thankful? Yeah, I, th- I think so, ultimately, right? Because as as we get older, our blood pressure gets higher and higher. Um, as we get angrier, that only adds to the ability for us to die faster. So I think we just have to start accepting shit for what it is and not be such angry nerds all the time. And uh, thank you for joining my TED Talk. <laughs> that was phenomenal. Uh, Chris, what do you think? Um, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it just like... Uh, the finale of game of thrones like i'm not mad about what i saw i'm okay with the stuff that i saw it's just the way that it was presented is just weird like my biggest concern like critique about the show isn't how like how it played out obviously i have like minor minor nitpicks about it but like i just think that it was just slow pacing editing stuff man like you have good ideas that's fine just like be smarter about it Absolutely, uh, Casey. What, what do you think? All the uh, all the other people who are saying, you know, this episode was good. This was great. All you Star Wars fans need to stop thinking of your own theories, your own stories, and you're not happy because you know what you're, what you're getting is your own thing. So just stop doing that and just accept like what we're being given. I, I want to know what demographic this is coming from because if you look at the history of Star Wars, there is like an ebb and flow to content right you got 60 year old star wars fans who like watch the first trilogy and were like okay star wars is done whatever like i'm 
Would I love to see more? Sure. And, you know, the Marvel comics is running. You know, you've got little things here and there like Ewok movies and the holiday special like Star Wars is still in your cultural lexicon. And then you're like, oh, there's a new trilogy coming out. There's more. And then in the early 90s, they start putting out comic books. So you've always got stuff. But I would rather have no Star Wars than bad Star Wars. Um, Because let me tell you, there's a ton of bad Star Wars out there. (laughs) There's a lot. So much. Novels, comics, books, audio books. I mean, video video games, you name it. There's there's so much and you get that with any franchise that's explosive, but you look at stuff that like keeps it tight, keeps it small. They just let the material speak for itself as it's presented like a franchise like Mad Max, right? It's got an original trilogy. It's got, uh, you know, a sequel, you know, 20, 30 years later that they decided to bring it back. You'll never hear anybody say a con word about that franchise because they knew what they were doing. They had a mission. They did it. And they're like, okay, calling it a day. That's it. But the Disney machine is like, we paid $4 billion for it. You know, we're getting our money's worth. Goddamn right. And they, they have 10 times over. So like what at, 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 at this point, who are you doing it for? Right. You, you've made so much money on this investment, right? If just from a practical standpoint, it could be anything, right? You made so much money on buying star Wars, your $4 billion investment was worth it. Right. Are you making it for the fans? Eh, debatable. You know, if you're not making it for corporate and you're not making it for the fans, who are you really pandering to? Just get your together, Star Wars. Make a plan and just deliver. Just do it. Make the toys. There's not a lot. We want. Just make it, you goddamn cowards. But uh, speaking of the Rancor, would you guys like that whole sequence I thought was cool. We called it a few episodes ago. Of course, he's going to write it. You know, that's what he said. Uh, He foreshadowed it when when Danny Trejo, the the Beastmaster, was just like, yo, uh, you know, I can teach you a couple of things. I want to write it. Okay, I can teach you that too. Let's go. I was like, last episode. He's he's gonna ride it right. He's gonna get it through, <laughs> and and we got a pretty cool like a sequence where he kind of saves the day because you know it's like how do you get past these big old droid cars these 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 Scorponok tanks Beast Wars uh <laughs> with their shields up you know like you can't penetrate them so he's just like all right I'm gonna get the Rancor but here's where like the uneven storytelling comes through right it's just like if Boba Fett flies off and just told man just he tells Din Djarin the Mandalorian to hold on the fort and protect everybody which I thought was like what kind of a leader is that he's like I'll be right back I gotta go get something. Yeah, and it's just like now they, they the camera focuses on Din Djarin the Mandarin, and now he's the boss. He's the guy. I'm like, yeah. Why do they keep making? It says a lot about the series. It's about him. It, it, it really, really does. <laughs> they, they keep making making Bobo look stupid. So my whole thing is, why didn't he get uh, Slave One? Why didn't he get the fire spray? And then come back and start firing down on the robot. In the same place. Yeah, in the same place. You know, and it's just like, you know, like, and then later on what he does after he defeats all that, then he rides a Rancor through the territories of, of the other crime bosses to be like, yo, you guys, listen, you guys messed up. And I'm walking through your territory on your dirt, on your ground, showing you that you messed up. You heard of Jabba the Hutt's Rancor? Well, this is my Rancor. I'm riding him through your streets. You guys better fall in freaking line. And everyone's just like, <laughs> oh, my God. He- <laughs> yeah, this Rancor's not in a cage, this idiot. Rancor is pissing on our lawn, man. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, think about it. You double-crossed Boba Fett to go off with a cartel, and he's at your front door with a freaking Rancor. It's like, all right, all right, whoa, whoa. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> GG, GG. Okay, holy crap. Not only did he fly his fire spray through the streets and destroy these things from, you know, from orbit, but now he's on his goddamn rancor. We can't double cross this guy. He's literally going to show up and eat us. You know, it's like he's for real. 
But what they did was they're like, all right, I gotta go get this rancor, and they did this whole like the King Kong homage thing. I'm like, this is cool, but I, oh, oh, okay. No. I mean, Sucker Punch was cool, but it had cool moments. Was it a good movie overall? No, and that's kind of this episode. It had cool moments, but overall, was it good? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, the worst decision they made was the intro of the Rancor, the slow and steady one. Man, the second, so when he, so they kind of break it into two parts. One, there's the the one giant robot that's fighting uh, Din, and uh, and that's the first one you see. The second one, the entrance of the fight to the second one, where the Rancor just blows through the building, was rad as hell. And I was like, what that if was that was the intro? If there was no buildup, there was no drama, like dramatic slow in there. He just comes barreling through the friggin' that would have been so much cooler. Building yeah. would have been awesome, and they literally just would have had to switch around scenes of the episodes. They don't have to change any of the editing within the scenes. Just switch them around, and everyone be like, "Fuck yeah, that rules real hard." <laughs> I'd like that. I do like that they had a rancor. I like the, the the fights between them, the way that they have them like kind of had to deal with the shields was cool, made sense. That's fine. King Kong thing didn't really do it for me. It was like, oh, of course, now it's King Kong. Whatever. Um, but like outside of that, I was good with the majority of that Rancor stuff. It was fun as hell. Like you can't what I don't care what you thought of the rest of the series, whatever. That Rancor stuff was just super fun. Yeah. And I must ask like ask you as a, a stand up moment in the in the big uh, battle scene there. For for me, uh, a cool a cool scene was when uh, you know when Boba and Dinjar and Mando flew out with their jetpacks and started just laying waste. We had the knee rocket, you had, you know, yeah. like Mando would bust out the dark saber. I thought that was sick. Uh Jay, any uh this any little spin? You see you did a little spin? <laughs> oh Ridiculous, my God, dude. Robert Rodriguez, you know, putting in some little moments where, yeah, like one of the little, the Vespa gang that just like does a little oh, spin. I saw that. I was like, that's so unnecessary. Yeah, yeah, a little spin yeah. underneath. The <laughs> uh, Jay, was there any uh, stand up moments for you in this episode? Um, there was there was a moment that didn't happen, and that's um, the non. Grogu didn't use Din Djarin as like a ratatouille situation. He didn't sit on his head and make him <laughs> swing the sword around, which I thought was going to happen, man. I thought. Both of them combined, right? My my theory now is that uh, Grogu is actually going to be uh, the next leader of Mandalore, right? He is going to be both Jedi and Mandalorian because he's a foundling now. That's just my idea. Oh, wow. I think that's why they set up that that whole uh, like option for him to leave. Um, but I don't know how he's going to defeat you know Dejarin. Dejarin's going to be like, punch me in the stomach, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay now it's yours you won you know i think that's how they're gonna do that which is gonna be real dumb but i'd be happy if i was right um but anyway yeah he didn't he didn't sit on top of his head and make him swing the sword so fuck that uh Casey, any stand-up moments that you liked in the this episode um i like the den stuff i like when he's flying around doing his thing you know i'm at the end of the season i'm really watching it for this guy you know Look, you guys mentioned it before. The idea of a Boba Fett show really shot itself in the foot when they made The Mandalorian, which is just everything anybody could have ever wanted in a Boba Fett show. So this whole thing felt redundant. I think it wrapped up very nicely. If they do a Boba Fett season two, I'm going to be like, what the fuck? But also, it was fine. It was fun while it lasted. I'm glad it exists. Will I ever watch the first four episodes again? Hell no. But (laughs) fucking here we are. Yeah, here, here we are. And uh, and and one of the last one of the things here. Uh, what, what was the point of of Grogu coming back? 
I mean, it, it, yeah. it, okay, so so there's, there's money, my dear boy. <laughs> seriously, there's there, there's talk of uh, I wonder if you guys agree or disagree with this that it uh, it, it undoes undo undid English. Um, it retroactively uh, uh, unties what happened with the Mandalorian uh, season finale, where Luke was going off with uh, Grogu to train him as his you know first academy apprentice. And yep. you know, in giving him the option of either choosing the armor that that, that Dinjarin made for him, or Yoda's lightsaber to become you know his new apprentice, and then Grogu's like, "Well, I'm gonna choose uh, Dinjarin. I'm gonna choose Mando." So here we are. We're we're here now. Yeah, it's a lot of unnecessary stuff. Again, just kind of wasting time, fucking around, man. Because I don't think they actually know where they want to go with anything. So that's why you should listen to me. Send me the check. Make him <laughs> the next leader of Mandalore. There's a huge problem with Luke making him choose because Luke is a Jedi that prides himself on his personal attachments entirely. Everything about the guy, why he's such a great Jedi is because he's got personal attachments. So he's going to make this baby choose like, come on, Luke, on some level, nothing about this makes sense, right? You're making a baby choose based on emotions, which is what is your ruling force as a Jedi in the new Jedi order. Uh, And also, is it not customary to make your own lightsaber? You're not giving him one as a gift. You're gonna make this little muppet. Yeah, you're supposed to well, make put his own game. shit together with Legos and sh- and stuff. Before I mean, he was given one as a gift too. Like he what he got his dad. He got his dad's lightsaber. That's right. that's what happened to him. Doesn't mean he's not gonna make one later. It just I means guess, you got to play with it. Yeah, but when your dad's a world class criminal and you know just absolute madman, then I guess. Yeah, I think I mean, I, I I like this for Grogu. I, I think I like that, that it was OK. We think this is where he needs to be, but this is not where he needs to be. He has he wants to go down a different path. And I think that this makes sense for the greater story of the Mandalorian. But um, I think we can all agree. Yeah. But what the hell is this doing in the middle of a Boba Fett show? I think yeah. we can all agree. Oh yeah, agree ab- ab- absolutely. It's being a better show. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it, show. It's, it's such a wild thing. Like Casey you said earlier, like th- th- this was intentional, right? This wasn't like a course correction. So it's like how right. do you write a Boba Fett show where you put the Mandalorian in there, and it, th- they've had to have watched this all back and see that this content was so much better. Like Dinjar and stuff is so much better than Boba. It, it, it was, it was, it was some of the best Star Wars mm-hmm. stuff ever the whole thing with i mean even like the the little uh the spider droid bots when din Djarin first came to that planet they made him he's like is that a bench are you making me a bench? am i supposed how am i waiting here for what the frick <laughs> I was like, yeah like, i mean here's, here's <laughs> another thing right so so assume that that people don't know anything about boba fett or like anything about his character and really why would they because they only see him for like again less than two minutes in the span of two films right so he's a blank slate much like the Mandalorian, the first time we see him on screen. How do you get people to endear to the Mandalorian? You have him protect a baby, right? How do you try and get people to sympathize with Boba Fett? You have him protect a group of faceless desert people. Like, the whole reason that stormtroopers are scary and bad guys is because they don't have faces. So if you want to paint the Tuscans as like a sympathetic group of people, like maybe show a human face like i understand they show like a teenage boy and they have elements of, of a culture but like it's different than watching a character protect a cute baby and being like yes this is the guy i like i want to root for this guy like you know it's it's just it's, it seems like a watered down version of something we've already gotten 
Yeah. And I don't think a redemption arc for a character like Boba Fett is even really necessary. Yeah. He can just be a mean son of a bitch. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) And and, and that's what really I was scratching my head about in their decision in making the show. It's like... People liked Boba Fett because he was mysterious. He, he was a hard ass, you know, like he, he didn't talk too much. Even Tamar Morrison said in interviews himself, he thought that he shouldn't have talked so much. He wanted to be more mysterious, <laughs> more story. He said himself, Tamar Morrison, that Ming-Na Wen, that Fennec Shan should be saying a lot of these lines because he's kind of talking too much. And mm. uh, he said specifically there was an episode where like Boba was going into all this dialogue and and he was telling the producer who was there because uh, uh, John Favreau was away, like, hey, uh, I, you should tell John that, you know, I think Fennec should be saying all this stuff and then the producer went to you know john favreau and john favreau came like no we want you to say the lines just 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 yeah. do that it's like yo he knows like your main actor line, actor yeah he's telling you he's like he, he, i i know it's up but yeah it's 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 so odd how they they made this show with some of the best star wars and some of the the mediocre ones um real quick we gotta talk about the friggin like understated overpowered character in the show and that's fennec shand because like yeah. Holy crap, this episode. So she like disappears for half the episode. But what does she do when she shows up? First of all, she shows up single-handedly, saves the entire like solves every problem. Like, bam, (laughs) shows up, boom, they're good to go. Right? Then we don't see her for the whole episode. What the hell's going on? The episode ends with her murdering all of the freaking heads of the pike, as well as the mayor. Like super violent. Like she freaking hangs the dude, like shoots through a building, kills everyone hangs the dude and just cold blooded just single-handedly does that incredible i was like oh well, i'm not i'm not screwing with her holy crap migna yeah. win you are a bad freaking ass give me more fennec shand and you know what's funny i saw a reaction from a guy who's like a huge boba fett fan like like he's watching the thing with with his community like he's got the boba fett armor on and and as he's watching it, like and that scene was happening, he thought it was Bobo who was doing it for some reason. He was mm-hmm. just like, "Oh, oh, this is amazing! Holy crap! Oh, he's he's taking, he's doing it!" And then Fennec comes out, and he's like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> well, so it been Boba Fett because they're Ooh, you Lone Star. <laughs> the the, the uh, syndicate was the reason why the Tuscan people were gone. So I thought that he was exacting his revenge at that point. Mm-hmm. I was Fair. also like, "Oh, so it's Fennec. So what is she doing here?" Like. Does Boba Fett even know that she's there? And is she going to do yeah. something shady afterward? And I thought she was. I thought she was going to like take something or whatever. And she just leaves. So I was like, yeah. Oh, no, Boba right. sends her off to it because they ask because the, the, the Twilight guy, um, the mayor's like right hand guy says where they are. And so he sends Fennec off to go to go take care of them. And then you just kind of forget about it because they don't revisit it until the end when she murders like she six takes people. Care of them. She I, does I, their fucking taxes. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> Punches their ticket, fixes their wagon, cleans their clock up. I, I, I love that whole scene. It, it was so badass. And I was like, damn, they, they, they made her character more amazing than Boba Fett himself. It's it's so insane. I mean, I, I love it. I'm here for it. And But I, I, I kind of thought it robbed Boba of that revenge, especially that Cad yeah. told him like it was yep. the Pikes that destroyed... Like, like your your Tuscan family, the people like you know, like you got pulled out. They saved you. They they retaught you. They they taught you how to love again, you know, or whatever. And, and, and yeah, and, and he sends like Fennec Shane off to do it. Like I, I thought he should have gotten like the, the the as Deadpool says, a dick kicking revenge. You could have spun that in such a great way with an even better line, right? So you just have Cad Bane be like, "Your Tuscan family was killed by the Pikes," and Boba Fett would be like, 
Good thing the pikes are already dead. And then just no. <laughs> Shan killing all of them the exact cool. same way. Damn. And then he wouldn't have to kill Cad Bane because Cad Bane is now not going to get paid because the pikes yeah. are dead. And then you can continue that story. Yeah. Then he wouldn't have to kill Cad Bane. It makes Boba <laughs> seem like he figured it out all along. He just didn't yep. give a shit until now that he already had a plan to kill everybody. It makes everybody look good in the end. And that's yep. it. One, one time. Disney cut the chain. Cut the chain. Again, editing would have made the show better. Yeah. Cut, cut <laughs> the check. It, oh, it's incredible. And to any of the <laughs> hardcore Star Wars fans, they were like, let's stop making up stories and theories that are better, please. <laughs> it's yep. wild that I've been seeing that all over the place. Like, just take what they give you. Like, oh, man. But uh, yeah, it's it's certain kind of but. But like the thing we really didn't talk about that we have to talk about, I mean, it, it, like the, the huge bombshell in this show, one of two bombshells, uh, Amy Sedaris's character and the mayor's assistant looks like they might uh, become have a relationship. <laughs> I'll watch. I'll watch that sitcom. I'm, I'm down. She with comes it. out of nowhere with, down, with, dude. With, with Grogu and like the mayor's assistant. It's like, hi. Oh, apologies. Is hiding behind thing. And she's like, come here, pretty face. I was like, oh, snap. He's <laughs> got something about his tails or, or, or his yeah, head tails. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, look at those head tails. And he's like, mm, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they're really gonna do that. It's so ridiculous. But boom, <laughs> post credit scene. Oh man, and I, I love that Robert Rodriguez. Dave Filoni, John Favreau all had a meeting with the CEO of Who the F*** asked for this, <laughs> <laughs> for this post-credit scene because who cares? So we, we get some credits. We cut to uh, the, the Back to Tank. So rewind a little bit. Uh, <laughs> I thought the back to tank was being used by Black Chrysanthemum because uh, Boba Fett says, mm-hmm. "Oh, it's it's being used right now." You know, because because uh, I think I think Fennec Shan says, "Oh, why don't you use all it's being used right now?" So we'll cut to the scene and we see uh, Thundercat, the musician who is is uh, the modder who's modifying everybody in Tatooine uh, over the back to tank, and it cuts over to who's in there. There's there's somebody in there. What's going on here? And to everyone's surprise, and again, everyone look Cobb Vanth. Oh my god! Like I can't believe how much we. F- care about Cobb Vant that he is the post-credit scene in the back You know what the craziest thing about this to me is? He so clearly is shot in the shoulder. Yes. In, uh, yeah. in the episode with yeah. Cad Bane. And I'm like, okay, he's alive. They're going to fake us out and he's just going to show up later with like his arm in a sling and be like, I still got one more arm, Bane. Like, I don't know, something <laughs> cool. Something uh, dead movie, you know? It's Timothy the Elephant. You can just let this man run wild in a western setting. Yeah. Um, but, like, they have him in the back to tank, and you have, like, your wacky, like, ooh, I'm going to turn him into a cyborg surgeon. And I'm like, he fucking got shot in the shoulder. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like, He needs oh, a band-aid. Oh, he's, he's got a robot shoulder. That Watch doctor, out for this guy. Like, that doctor doesn't know how to perform any procedure at all unless he's replacing your to- torso at the same time. So even if he's taking an ingrown toenail, he's like, yeah, man, that toenail is going to come out, but your torso's got to go, too. <laughs> just so you know that's he that's what he specialized in it was community college i got shot in the shoulder no nah, the whole torso the whole thing no, it's, the whole thing's, gotta go. Also, all things gotta go we're replacing an eye wait what <laughs> yeah got the whole body off uh chris i mean the, this post credit scene i mean how excited were you that 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 dave filoni and, and uh and john favreau and robert rodriguez and lucasfilm they, they, they all sat together <laughs> in a room with the ceo of who the fuck asked and they came with i mean like they're like fans are gonna love this chris what's your what's your opinion so 
at one point, you know, when Boba says, oh, the back to tanks getting used, I started going down the list of people that likely were going to be in the back to tank. Uh, number one, uh, Chrysanthemum, because he told him you're going to use it. Right. Right. So. Obviously, and I was like, oh, it must be the bait and switch. We're going to see someone else. Well, I probably would have thought that it was going to be Cad Bane uh, in there. I, I thought wish. he was going to try to save him. I was like, oh, it's going to be Cad Bane in there. But nope. The next one is Cobb Thanth. Wasn't really on my list. But because, again, A, he's either just straight up dead or B, he pretty much got shot in the shoulder. So uh, what what are we doing here? Um I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't care. Got, They're gonna bring I, him back, but like I got more I, objections with the the regular before credits last scene, where Boba's just walking into the street and he's bowing to people. Oh, and he fruit, gets no. Wait, wait. Before like, that, like, what, what, what do you think of the the, the, the Cobb Vanth review? I, I, whatever. Uh, like. Clear, they're gonna they want to use them somewhere else in one of the other shows. Like I'm okay with that, fine. But uh, again, it, it comes back to why are we showing these scenes when it doesn't really matter? Um, yeah, I'm o- I'm okay with them bringing him back as long as they bring back uh, Santa Clarita Diet, uh, which is that <laughs> that he's in that the uh, with Drew Barrymore. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So just Disney buy it up and and bring it back. I I I, I want to see more. So Casey Cobb Vanth, he's alive. Wow. Wow, great. <laughs> I like him. I like the character a lot. I think Same. he's really cool, but like I don't need a teaser. You could he could have just shown up and done something in the finale. Yeah. Again, we talked about the, the finales of a lot of these episodes were just like they didn't hit they didn't hit like it seemed like they were trying to hit. And I yeah. think this was another one of those moments. Seriously. Yeah. But uh, uh, Casey, you're talking about the, uh, yeah, the, the, so, the finale. Okay, scene. so the last scene, Boba Fett's walking through the city. He's bowing to people. Why do I always got to bow? Like, all right, fine. My back uh, hurts. Okay, everything comes full circle. He's walking through the town. He can just, whatever. Some kids give him a bunch of fruit. He's like, oh, great. And he gives one to Chrysanthemum. And it's like, it's like, hey, Chrysanthemum, dude, you're going to share with these guys? And it's like, no. And then everybody jumps up in the air, freeze frame, roll credit, like fast credits spin <laughs> through the top of the screen. It's like, what, what is this, an episode of like Saved by the Bell? Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, the models are like, oh, the wiki gets a fruit. We don't. They're like, ha, 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 It's like, mm. freeze frame, roll credit. Uh, like, what? Also, that fruit was a throwback to a uh, Rebels episode. Just saying, yeah. where the, <laughs> yeah. where where Hera well, gets sick is sick of her crew and tells uh, the the two guys smokes. to basically go like just she's like just go get me fruit. I'm sick of dealing with you guys. And then they <laughs> they end up they end up accidentally stealing a, a Tie Fighter. It's actually a pretty fun uh, fun episode. But uh, I was bit. like, all right, good bit. Yeah, I don't know. Just very weird, um, like emotion at yeah. the end there. It's like yeah, it's a triumph and we're celebrating, but also like why. Why have we gone into full silliness? <laughs> <laughs> there are so many parts in this where I was just laughing because it wasn't intentional, but it was just so stupid that I had to be like, I'm just having fun with it now. It's like, you know, when the when the scorpion tank had uh, had the, the, the free tank <laughs> people uh, hunkered down with, with the modders. And they're like, oh, there's nowhere we can go. Oh, I can get up on that roof over there. Okay, cool. Right, give me a sniper That's rifle. go. What? Uh, okay, well, yeah, but there's nowhere to... Oh, okay. So why can't everyone leave? It's just you? You're yep. just going to leave? Why can't you have an honest television show sometimes? And when they were all cheering, when they first got rid of like the first 12, you know, um, syndicate soldiers and they're like, oh, yeah. We go. And like, I'm looking at like the timeline on my computer, like, all right. And like, I wanted, you know, when um, Dinjarin, it was like, don't, don't celebrate just yet. I want him to just be like, there's 30 minutes left in this episode. And then just like, <laughs> or whatever. Just I just want them the to wall. do something stupid like that one day. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be fun. 
Yeah. No. But uh, who knows what the future is going to hold? Do you guys think that they're going to make a season two Book of Boba Fett chapter two? Now, yes. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because they called it a book, and we really just got a prologue, and it was kind of weird. Mm-hmm. But I'm still, I'm, I'm legitimately confused about why they called this the Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, he doesn't I, I even have like a bingo book of people that he's going to kill or anything like that. And he's right. not balancing the books like a bookie. And there's nothing, dude, bleh, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's a great review. He <laughs> straight up just wanted the alliteration and that was it. <laughs> just yeah. to, my, my review is a dog accidentally eating something it wasn't supposed to and coughing. It. <laughs> yeah. That's my review yeah. of Boba Fett. Book of Boba Fett summarized in one meme. The part where SpongeBob's like, and some of these, and some of these, yeah, yeah. And then it's just the. <laughs> <laughs> but That's Casey, it. do you think they're, they're, they're going to make another one or no? Uh, I, I don't think so. Um, I think maybe it'll spin into into more stuff, but I feel like what more are you really going to tell here? Then again, I felt the Boba Fett show was redundant from the start, and they made it anyway. So very true, and, and especially know. that they really didn't leave it off with us dealing with something else because uh, you know they made it, the show finale made it seem like they absolutely destroyed the the Pike Syndicate that they're just gone, but yep. that can't be it. I mean, like that's not. No. The entire of the package, but like, oh, they're all dead here, so we're all good. La 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 la. And get with uh, eighty people or one hundred and sixty people. Yeah, and syndicates are larger than that. Yeah, they're 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 huge. They're big. I mean, they were moving spice on Tatooine, and obviously sending them off world. So there's like a bigger thing, and and also when you replace, uh, you know, a certain cartel, there's a power vacuum. So there has to be mm-hmm. more like crime on Tatooine, but they make it seem like everything's all closed up and tight. I'm like, yeah, dude, you got you got Black Sun, you got Crimson Dawn. I, I thought I thought Crimson Dawn was was going to come through because there's there's all talk yeah. about Kira and you know uh, Amelia Clark you know coming back and do that whole thing. So, I, but they just oh, ended I off. Thought about that movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you and a lot of people. <laughs> they they could wow. have very easily tied it in. And again, Dave Filoni does this thing where he takes things that people don't really like and makes them way more relevant because that's what he rolls. How he rolls. I completely forgot about the Han Solo movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and the Pikes work with Crimson Dawn. Like that is a, was a part of the 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 Clone oh, Wars. They yep. could have very easily rolled that in again, a- along with the Black Sun. Like <sighs> all that is tied together in Clone Wars. And uh, what did we get at the end of this? Cobb Vance. They never should have gotten <laughs> <Disney. laughs> group. The CEO of Who Asked was busy, and I want to end <laughs> off with uh, uh, shout outs to to uh, Star Wars Theory, like one of the the biggest uh, uh, channels on YouTube for for Star Wars. And he had a really good idea for the ending. So instead of it, you know, that nice little bow being tied through, he said, you know, there should have been a power vacuum and another cartel comes through. But uh, instead of the Cobb Vanth stinger that we got there, or or whatever you want to call it, post-credit scene, uh, it cuts back to the planet that Luke is on, where he's building his academy. Um, Mm -hmm. So Luke is there, he's, he's walking around, and in comes a ship. Uh, landing there, and it's someone who's bringing uh, a new student. It's a Millennium Falcon. It's, oh! Han, it's, it's a Millennium Falcon. It's Han and Solo. Uh, Shamook c- CGI'd face, and he's like, hey, kid, <laughs> haven't seen you in a while. And uh, he's just like, I uh, heard you're building a, an, an academy because you know Luke put out the word, and behind him comes Ben. Kylo yep. Ren. I hate everything Dude, about And it's just Boom. a tiny boy with actual Adam Driver's huge head on there. That was so <laughs> funny. I, I thought that was a, a pretty good, you know, nah. like post-credits. I was like, oh, that sounds good would, to me. It would make sense because they spent as much time with Luke Skywalker as they did with Boba Fett in the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> no, why not? 
Maybe. Imagine that though, that CGI like Han Solo face over uh, CGI, you know, like Luke Skywalker face, and nobody's raising their eyebrows the entire time. Like nobody has any expression over the top half of their face. Oh, I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah, I'm sure Harrison Ford would everywhere. love to be replaced with a CGI. <laughs> All he has to do is collect the paycheck. He doesn't have to actually show right, up. He's do like, anything. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. However, despite everything, I think they are kind of trying to distance themselves from the sequel trilogy, like a little bit. Um, which is why they're talking a lot about Thrawn and stuff. Yep. And not so much about the Emperor as a whole organization on Exegol. Like, all right, I mean, I'm Hopefully we yeah. see more of that in the um, Ahsoka show, you know, because she, she's looking for, for, yeah. for Thrawn and Ezra. So I, I, I can't wait. for. I think that's going to be really good, cause especially if Dave Filoni is going to be at the helm. And all of his episodes from Mando and this have been some of the best. Like his live action work, you know, has been amazing. Yeah. And as nervous as he was coming in in an interview, he said, because he's done, you know, uh, animation and doing live action is different. And he had a lot of stuff to learn from, uh, from John Favreau. He's been knocking out of the park when he's in the driver's seat. It, we, we just get some great Star Wars, and I, I can't wait to see what he does with the live action version of all of his characters because they, they've been great so far. They've been wonderful. So, hopefully, uh, the future for Star Wars is bright. We, the next thing coming up is uh, Obi Wan coming out in May. <laughs> uh, May 25th for that, they just announced, and we're getting we should be getting the Bad Batch between uh, hopefully between now and then, or at least around the same time because they said spring 2022. Yeah. So, season two, let's do this. Yeah, let's do it. Well, that's all the time we got for this episode. Thank you for listening, and make sure to watch our reviews on YouTube and catch our live show on Twitch. we we'll see you guys later, or we'll see you another time.